Creating your own reality. Is it possible for me? I am Jennifer Cahill, the Consciousness Architect, and I am here to tell you that it's not only possible, it's closer than you might think. Welcome to the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Regarding Consciousness. Today's episode is particularly special to me because we have joining us today not only a world-renowned celebrity vocal coach who has worked with Dwayne Wade, Tony Robbins, Pierce Brosnan, and Sean Connery, to name a few, though he has been my personal mentor and dear friend, and in recent years, co-collaborator on a new venture we're both working on, Arthur Samuel Joseph. Arthur, I love you, my friend. We play a lot. We get to work together. It's such a pleasure and an honor to have you here. And in fact, many years ago, I think you actually joined me on my first show, Get Yourself the Job. Remember that in studio? Oh, my goodness, yes. Was (laughs) was that 100 years ago? Exactly. Sherman Oak, something like that. Exactly, my friend. Nice to be here. What a joy to be here. And you saw my beautiful dog, Dodger, wanting to join in, too, because he just feels the positivity of your energy, and you wanted to share in it. Oh, Dodger and I love each other. For those of you who are listening on iTunes... Arthur and I are also on YouTube, so you can always go to my Jennifer K. Hill YouTube channel and catch the video replay of any of these interviews, as well as the other interviews we've had on with Deepak Chopra and Jude Kerr and many others. So Arthur is referring to his ginormous and beautiful Doberman named Dodger. (laughs) Arthur, my friend, tell us, how did you become the expert in the world on vocal mastery and communication mastery? I've been asked that question, obviously, in so many ways, so many times over the decades. I turned 77 this past January, and as you know, I began my 59th year of teaching. And I recently did a podcast where I was asked a similar question, but not as thoughtfully as yours was just asked. It goes back to being in my deeper listening. In vocal awareness, we have seven rituals. And the sixth one is pay attention, deeper listening. I knew when I was 12 that singing was my musical life. I knew at four that music was my life, at 12 that I was going to be a singer. When I was 15, I began studying with my first teacher, Mrs. Julia Kinsel, who was in her early to mid-70s probably at that time, and I was 15. In the middle of my lessons, I would behave so manically on occasion, clamping my hands to my ears like this and saying, stop, no, I don't want to do it like that. I hear it this way. She allowed that absurd behavior. As teachers, we tend to, especially as voice teachers, we tend to be dogmatic because we're teaching some mystical art form. You can't put your hand on B-flat by touching this part of your larynx like you can on putting your finger on the fret of a violin string or on the keyboard. Unconsciously, people view us. Dodger certainly is in vocal awareness. They imbue us with these mystical powers. Mrs. Kinsler's lack of dogma helped me create new forms. So my deeper listening began there. I had manifested my bride when I was 22. I had dreamed her since I was a child of six or seven and had a recurring dream of a dark girl with long black hair. And when I met her at 22 and kissed her for the first time, my dream stopped. And in my deeper listening, I knew that I could not share this journey, take this journey alone that God brought her to me early because I would not have been able to succeed without her. At 
26 says we were building vocal awareness. Things were very bleak. I'd already codified it. I've been teaching and singing part-time for years. And I began teaching at 18, but never full-time. And I had a regular job that I got fired for. And as though God was saying, if you don't have enough courage to really go out and do vocal awareness full-time, I'm going to give you, put you in a situation where you have no choice. But I was still had feet of clay. We were on food stamps. It was a really scary time. And I was sitting in my living room one night. Rebecca and our one son at the time were sitting in the back doing something. And I had a come to Yahweh conversation with myself. I said, Rebecca was only intellectually supportive of me doing vocal awareness full-time, not emotion. Mm. And as it was coming out of my mouth, of course, I knew I was scapegoating her. It was I who had feet of clay. And in my deeper listening, I immediately knew what I had to do. I put out one free ad the next day in the Cal State Northridge newspaper, the Matador, because it was free. And I got a student. And the journey began. That was the only marketing, that was the only ad I've ever placed in my entire life. That. I believe that there, the universe was awaiting my alignment. Because with that epiphanal moment, everything began to change. I was put into this situation. I get a call from this person, this studio, all out of the blue. Because I was ready. And so my deeper listening is what has brought it all to me. And the recognition that the work that you and I are blessed to do has nothing to do with us. Mm. It's what we're here to achieve, what we're here to contribute. So I have, for decades, have never allowed myself to be the cork in my own bottle. Instead, you and I are in service to the calling. And we've never hung up and said, sorry, wrong number. Not one time. So... When you just, am I answering your question in my long, convoluted way, I hope? <laughs> it's, a, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice, no matter what you're saying, my friend. And that it is answering the question. And I think the deeper question, speaking of deeper listening, that I hear our audience asking as they're listening to you right now is, how do we harness that deeper listening? How do we find mm -hmm. our soulmate at the age of 21 or our purpose or our calling I know with our work with Om Heals, om-heals.com, which is a company we run, that that is one of the biggest questions when we have people answer, why would you like to have a session with a practitioner? One of the number one responses is purpose followed by peace or healing. We begin to harness that so that we can propel ourselves towards our soulmates, towards our true destiny. That's what you and I talk about, of course, in Achieve, Reclaim, and Command Your Destiny which is one of the programs we offer, though I would love to hear it from you tying it into deeper listening. In vocal awareness, I realized decades ago that the two greatest fears we all confront every single day is a fear of abandonment and ownership of our power. Claiming who we are without fear of what you think of me while I'm being me. God gave me so many challenges. And I created vocal awareness, not just to metaphorically save my life, but I believe literally to save my life. The combination of my ability to hear deeply, having the technical skills, I have a master's in voice, so I'm well-trained as a classical singer and I have this knowledge of voice, has helped me create new form. And in this new form, as Jennifer, we spell voice two different ways. 
capital V voice, lowercase v. In that sixth ritual of pay attention, deeper listening, I'm listening to my deeper self. This inter, I have an intra, intrapersonal relationship with my inner voice. This conversation only God and me here. Then I communicate it through my lowercase v, my outer voice, out here on this plane, on this part of the world. It takes great courage to live life on our terms. The journey is not for the faint of heart. The root of the word courage literally is means heart. If I ask your audience to just sit up straight, sit at attention, and observe as you do this, you hold your breath. Now if I ask our listeners to simply pull this golden thread from three inches below your navel, slow and graceful, right up to the middle of your crown chakra, taller, taller, no neck or shoulder tension, pulling from the obliques, the side of your ribcage, and you'll observe that you not only did not hold your breath, but the body's first impulse was to inhale deeply. Because stature is claiming who we are. The body inhales. One of my earlier exercises that, through again my deeper listening that came to me, was one of your favorites, where I was told to go to the mirror and say, I love you. What a joke. (laughs) No longer bought that than pigs can fly. But I was told to do it. And I did. Day in, day out, until one day something really odd happened. I actually believed it. More time passed, and it actually become it. The commitment to be not just in love with Source, not just to love Source, but to be in love, also is connected to our ability to be in love with us. God doesn't want us to play small. I can't speak for God, but I can't imagine he wants us to play small ball. Because as we reflect ourselves in our higher consciousness, we bring this higher consciousness to the universe and the source as well. We know that. I know in certain Kabbalistic traditions, we're taught that God, that we are fractured beings, that part of our journey is to, as we heal ourselves, we help heal God. Mm. That, however, as arrogant as it might sound, is not my belief system. My belief system is that we came in whole. And we began giving pieces away. And in vocal awareness, learning to reclaim our birthright. If I say to you, take a nice deep breath, the chest rises, the larynx and tongue flex. But if I say to you, allow a slow, silent, loving breath, it will take five seconds. The intercostals, the ribcage expand. And that's the breath of a newborn. It's called an intercostal diaphragmatic breath. And why I'm going on a bit about this, my beautiful friend, is because it introduces the reality that a breath is only physical, it's also spiritual and emotional. As we know, the root of the word spirit means to breathe. The Hebrew word neshama means to both soul and breath. The root of the word inspire means to breathe in too. So in our work, we confront our trauma. We confront our fears. Through the vocal exercises we do, we trap so much trauma in our larynx, and our neck, shoulders, 
and our tongue jaw. And as we begin to do these exercises that I've been blessed to create, we liberate a great number of elite athletes, virtually any sport you can think of. And I say to each of them in the first lesson that you bring the talent to your sport, but someone has literally taught you everything you do. But who teaches us to be us? We're actually told sometimes that you shouldn't act like that. What will people think? Oh, don't say that. You sound arrogant. So if I say, Jennifer, this is extraordinary work I do. I can help you change your life in moments. Now, that's stupid and arrogant. But if I say in response, this is extraordinary work I get to do. It can help you change your life in moments. It's not arrogant. It's my truth. So learning how to own who we are without flinching. Creating short-term, i.e. daily commitments, maybe even hourly, or in some cases, within the next few minutes commitment to sustain this or that. Set a timeline for achieving something. Here's where I am today. Where do I want to be a month from now? Where do I want to be a year from now? And then work backwards. If that's what I want, then I have to achieve this to get there by such and such a time and date. So we get really structured. So I feel that people tune into you because you're brilliant, trustworthy, loving, caring. But as I, I did an event for Tony a couple of events for Tony Robbins over the last couple of years where I had 1,600 people or something in virtual in this leadership academy. And I said, I want to stop the revolving door of all of this self-help stuff. If it's a mirage, but it looks like an oasis, I'm going to want to drink it because I'm dying of thirst in the Gobi Desert. I want to stop wearing a hole in the carpet. Through the work that you do, through the work that I've been blessed to do, through the work that we create together, we literally create a format where people can learn to claim their power. And we create a safe environment for that to happen. You said to me the other day when in our last of our seven-part, our latest seven-part series that we do, that maybe I should send an apology to one of the women in the program because of how I was challenging her in a couple of different ways. I wrote her a note, but I didn't apologize. But I did acknowledge her for her courage and for her strength because she'd truly grown significantly in the seven weeks we've been together. Significantly. And I thanked her for her trust because we created Safe Harbor for me to help her at this next level. Also making aware of certain stereotypes we carry around in her head that because I'm this or I'm that, I'm, I can't think out of that box. That's all imposed on us. We're in church, mosque, synagogue, someplace as a toddler or an infant, going gaga and goo-goo, being held by our loved one, who gently pats us on our back and says, and just to begin the socialization process, we begin to shut down even before opening up. So again, I'm not teaching us something new. I'm taking us back to what we've given away. I'm just so grateful. And it's so nice to be here with you. You're so gracious. Just let me talk. 
That is what you do for a living, my friend. You talk. Actually, I wouldn't say you talk. I would say you speak. I think it's an important distinction. I think many of us are addicted to talking. And when we speak from our deeper listening and with intention, it's really from that place that we get to manifest the soulmate of our dreams, manifest our purpose, our dream job. And I think that's, for me, a distinction between talking and speaking is talking is something you do. Speaking is something that you generate. And as you just said, Beth, there's a huge, meaningful piece of vocal awareness. It's one of the trademarked elements called visceral language. We teach our practitioners how to see and hear everything they say. And as you were saying that, you were doing that a bit. And if, if this podcast is archived, I'd love people to watch it again, listen to it again, so they can see you do that, observe how I see everything I say, because I'm enhancing the vibration of the message. I'm integrating the messenger more succinctly, more integratively. So it's not just talking, as you said. It's a mind-body-spirit integrated, consciously aware communication. It is even visual. So there's no wasted energy. It's all being changed. Intra-interpersonal. It is all intentional, Arthur. And kudos to you, my friend. On the back end of our last Vocal Mastery for Leaders course we just did, I had my, I believe it was my fourth or fifth pitch I've done as I'm fundraising right now for our new company, Optimal Match. And I sat there and I annotated the pitch. I had I was resisting it, Arthur, and I hear what some of you are thinking. We had just had our students the day before go through this exercise of annotating their own work in visceral language, whatever it was that was important, whether it was a speech they were about to deliver or a meaningful poem that they wanted to share. And so as I sat there, I annotated my pitch in visceral language. And for the fourth or fifth time, I gave a pitch in front of a live audience and to a VC. And right away, I was the first one to pitch. And she said, wow, that was really impeccable and really well done. You set the bar very high. And that led you and I to even exploring of how this work can be used for entrepreneurs. Because going back to what I hear you thinking out there, to what I hear everyone in the audience thinking, is that sounds like a lot of work. Why can't I just speak the way I would normally speak. I'll tell you why not. Go Google my name, Jennifer Cahill, and see if you can find some old and rather embarrassing speeches that I gave on YouTube about five or 10 years ago. And you'll see, Arthur knows this, he's been with me for a decade on this process and journey. I used to, I'll try and mimic how I used to speak. Hi, my name is Jennifer Hill, and I talk like this, and I talk really fast. You're just going to have to listen to me and follow whatever I do, and I'm going to catch it. I remember you called me bird breath back in the day. Barely enough to keep a bird alive because you talk so fast there's no room to breathe. And I share all of this because whether you are the CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation or a mother of three or a loving, doting husband or brother or sister, being able to speak in a way that lands, notice I use the word speak, is really what this is all about. How many of us feel like we want to be heard? We want our loved ones our colleagues to hear us. In fact, I would venture so far to say that one of the greatest pain points for many of us in our lives is feeling like we're not heard, like we're not listened to, 
though I think, Arthur, this is the first time I've ever had this thought, that we only warrant the ability to be heard by someone else when we first give ourselves that same gift and hear ourselves first. We should develop that <laughs> because it's a really insightful observation. The athletes I teach throw themselves under a bus for their sport. They'll do whatever it takes. Years ago, when I was teaching Pierce Brosnan, and he, and he had just come the Bond movie with Michelle Yeoh. I don't remember the name of it now. The World is Not Enough, I think, was the name of that particular one. And he invited my bride and myself down for an unveiling of a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and then followed by lunch at a restaurant on Melrose. And he sat me at table with Q, which was really cool, and because I'm a Bond fanatic, and next to Michelle Yeoh. And here is a, a stunning human being, inside and out, who had never used stunt doubles to repel off buildings, jump over motorcycles, and whatever else she would do to physically risk her body. But she told me at the time she won't go onto the soundstage and dub her voice in again because it scares her. The tracking of a movie was terrifying, whereas repelling off a building was not. And I understand that. So the point that I want to make to what you've just said, one of the theses in our getting started right, be very gentle, very loving as you begin to reveal these tender places where you've been trapped forever and allow the conscious living breath nurture to heal you. And just write, maybe even with Otter, which is a device that I, one of my students introduced me to where you can speak it and it types it. Speak aloud what your vision is, what your goals, what you're afraid of, and little by little, figure out how to accomplish this. But always by coming back to sovereignty, always by coming back to the first ritual of vocal awareness, to say thank you to God. Thank you, the goddess, source, however you want to identify. Using your conscious loving breath to be safe and conscious. Be there for yourself, because the seventh ritual of our work, of my work, is be myself. It's three words, capital S, not two words. As Jennifer says, say it again, Jennifer, the way you just said a moment ago. What I was present to is that we can't ever expect our loved ones or our friends or our colleagues to hear us unless we are first willing to hear ourselves and give ourselves that honor. So just like that athlete who will do whatever it takes, let us do whatever it takes to be and do our very best, not to be perfect, but to commit to being all that we're capable of being. I didn't anticipate going to this place because i don't like, and regardless, but our work really can help your audience tune off the white noise, turn off the white noise through the courses that we create, through the courses that I have. We really have a method of helping people own their power, no matter what, so that their loved ones, their colleagues, their friends can hear them because they're willing first 
to hear themselves. So powerful, my friend. And I think it would be appropriate at this point for any of you out there listening and you're curious about the work, you want to learn more about what Arthur is doing, we encourage you to go to vocalawareness.com. Again, that's vocalawareness.com. You can find Arthur's TED, TED speech that he delivered there. You'll also find our upcoming courses on May 2nd. We do courses on Tuesdays at 8 a.m. PT for our advanced course and 9 a.m. PT for our introductory course. And it's so much fun. We typically have students from all around the world, ranging from Asia to Europe to the United States and Australia. And it's, it's delightful. It's really fun to have such an amazing group of people join us each and every time. And for any of you who are tuning into this show, you actually get a special discount code. Normally, it would be $2,999 to join us for the introductory course. However, if you use Mastery, capital M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, 70, 70, Mastery 70, you can receive 70% off for either one of those courses, dropping the price down significantly. I think it comes out to $899 instead of $2,999. And the same goes for our advanced course. So we do keep that class a bit smaller. So it's only up to 10 people at a time and a lot more one-on-one -on -one coaching. And if you are interested in that, we do advise that you do some of Arthur's work before. There are lots of online things that we offer. The Art of Deeper Listening is a class on Arthur's website that you can purchase. And we do encourage you to come in prepared or go pick up Arthur's book, Vocal Leadership. I personally love, still to this day, despite having worked with him for 10 years, listening to Vocal Leadership especially on Audible, because Arthur narrates it, and it's like getting a personalized lesson from Arthur. Any other thoughts, my friend, on that? No, except I love you, and people are blessed to know you, even if they don't know you personally, because you're the real deal. Thank you for having me on your lovely show today. I love you too, my friend, and deep gratitude to each and every one of you tuning in out there. And actually, we do have a free gift for you today. If you go to one of my websites, metabizics, M-E-T-B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com forward slash fifth, five T-H, then that will give you free access to a module from the Achieve, Proclaim, and Command Your Destiny program that Arthur and I offer. It's the one that we didn't even get into today, Arthur on conscious, loving breath, which is one of the cornerstones of the work. It's a 20-minute free module that you'll receive access to when you sign up for that. And we do encourage you to check it out. Whether you decide to do a program with us now or in the future, we encourage each and every one of you to embrace the power, own the power, and learn to harness who you are as a human being through communication mastery. So I am Jennifer Cahill. It's been a pleasure to have you here today, and we look forward to having you again for more great guests joining us in the near future. Dr. Bradley Nelson from Emotion Code will be joining us in future weeks, along with other brilliant thought leaders. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of Regarding Consciousness with Jennifer K. Hill. We would love it if you would take a moment and write a review for us or rate us on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And if you'd like to stay in touch and find out about upcoming events with some of the amazing guests we've had on the show like Deepak Chopra 
and other world thought leaders, feel free to join my email list at metabizics, M-E-T-A-B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com. Again, that's metabizics.com. And you can go ahead and join our email list there. Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you join us next week.